Husker fans, I'm Sam McEwen, and this is the first episode of the all-new The Showdown uh, on HuskerExtra.com. Hello to fans. Our first guest in a rotating series of guests over the summer is Chris Besnett from the Lincoln Journal Star. How you doing? I'm good. Happy to be here, Sam. Well, I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> this is uh, a little bit different format. We're going to have a series of guests over the summer, and I think we're going to we're going to have some really passionate conversations that are a little bit different based on each guest uh, that we have here. We want to remind subscribers again. You want to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the HuskerExtra.com app. Okay, I like it on my phone. Why? Because it's customizable. You can make it pretty simple. If you want to watch the Nebraska softball team, they're playing right now on Big Ten Network. They're ahead two to one. Uh, as we have it here on the TV. Uh, if you want to read about that team, you can customize the app to have softball, football, men's basketball, baseball, whatever you want. It makes it easy to read and it's easy to navigate. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're going to have a busy summer on HuskerExtra.com, especially as it relates to recruiting, and we will start here. Chris, uh, you're covering a little bit of everything, the Journal <laughs> yeah. Star at this moment, including football. And so they have uh, two transfer portal visitors this weekend in Kane Williams and Stefan Wynn. These are two guys that they're trying to add. Then they're going to have recruits next weekend that are high school kids for 2023. But it appears that, you know, there's just a lot of momentum and a lot of energy around that right now with some of the guys that they have recruiting for them. I know Travis Fisher and Mickey Joseph just put out a little promo for Friday Night Lights. It feels like it's a little bit more energetic than it was last summer when everybody was starting to feel bad about themselves. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, and you, you look at where those two guys are coming from. SEC, Alabama, picked Alabama over pretty much anybody they wanted to pick right. from, you know. So I, I think that kind of tells you where the energy is with the staff as far as recruiting goes. It tells you that they're able to, you know, get a foot in the door with some of these guys where maybe they couldn't do that last year when, like you said, they're feeling bad about themselves a little bit. So, yeah, definitely some momentum there. I think it's interesting the positions those guys play, right? Stefan Wynn, um, defensive tackle. They, they need They one. obviously need, they need one, one more. There. But yeah. then you have a defensive back in Kane Williams. <laughs> oh. and, and what have we heard? You know, ah, we, we feel pretty good about that. That's but, right. But bringing him in. But So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting for the reasons you talked about and also the positions those guys play, for sure. There's a sense that you always want to try to remake your, remake your roster and try to get as many good players in the door as you can. What's interesting about Nebraska is I think everybody would agree that they need one more tackle. So they lost three players. Darius Payne, Jordan Riley, and Casey Rogers. They've replaced two. O'Shawn Mathis, who I think, honestly, is more productive than Feldarius Payne. Mm -hmm. The second of those, I think it's kind of a wash. I think Casey Rogers and Devin Drew are probably even trades. Yeah. Drew's a little bit more productive, but I think Rogers was awfully good in the Big Ten. And if they get win, I think they got a little bit better player than they got in Jordan Riley, who was didn't contribute that much the yeah. two years that he was here. Rogers and uh, Riley, by the way, both transferred to Oregon to play for Tony Tuioti. If they get an even swap there, I think that would be pretty good for them. Um, I know Nebraska coaches would never say it out loud. But I think if you were to ask them and say, do you like the picture that you have right at this moment compared to the picture you had in February before any of these guys left? I think they would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. actually, yes. <laughs> What's interesting to me is that you have a situation now where there are 85 scholarships and anybody they bring in, they have to sub out yeah. one. And this is one of the more challenging things about scholarship relationships is that you, at this point, if they're going to bring in three, and I think they kind of like to bring in three more players, they got to find three to go. And guess what? None of them are in the transfer portal. So they, they, where are they going to find that? Yeah, well, that's, that's just it. And it, they're not in the transfer portal. And if you go in the transfer portal, there's the whole process. Well, you have to do a waiver. It's not May 1st. All, it's, all, it's all the other stuff besides that. So that's just it. Where do you go to find, find guys to 
say adios to, I guess, for lack of a better term. But, yeah, it's, that's the interesting part of this. Like you said, they obviously need a defensive tackle. And, and yeah. they, they feel pretty good, obviously, about Stephen, Stephen Wynn if they're going to bring him in. Who leaves? Is it is it somebody from the wide receiver room? Is it somebody from wh- wherever it's from? You know, I don't know. And and that's kind of the calculus you have to. Maybe there's work an out. injury in there that they know about. Yeah, that that could, and that's the other thing. It could be something we don't know You're about. Go on medical. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And they, and they might have a couple guys that have said, hey, you know what? I'm just I'm heading out when school's out, and they right. know that, and it's got, it's all going to work out. These things generally do work out in the end, as we've seen many, many times over many, many sports. So, yeah, it, that's kind of the, the other interesting part of this is the math right now, it's a little bit like basketball. Yeah. They're all the way full on scholarships, but they're still looking. And, and so how does that how does that math kind of work when you get down to it if these guys decide to commit? Let's talk to backball a minute. You know, obviously, Lat Man and Trey McGowan's are still on the team. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a presumption that Lat's going to go make money because yeah. whatever he can make in NIL here is probably going to pale in comparison to what he can make in Australia. Yeah. Trey McGowan's is interesting. So he's not enrolled. Like, I'm not exactly... Like, I think there's somewhere in there there's going to be some sort of pro contract for him. But... They're probably going to lose two more players, if those, if and it would be those two. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, they need to add a score, right? Yeah. Like they got to have somebody who can put the ball in the basket. Uh, now that Shireman and Antonio Reeves uh, went yeah. to Kentucky, I was surprised that Kentucky wanted that guy. But okay, <laughs> so so he's there. Shireman's at Creighton. Where do they go now? That's the great question. Again, it goes back to the portal thing, right? And and it's it's not like there's a lot of Baylor Shiremans floating around no, in the portal. And, not him. And, and, and not him, certainly. And they, if they are, they get snapped up really quick. Now, are they going to go find a guy that, that's going to score or has scored 17 points a game? Probably not. Now, can you go find a guy that's maybe has scored 10 a game or 12 a game? Right. Now you, now you can maybe work with that, and you, you tell them, okay, you scored 10 a game here, you can score 15 here and with the way we play, the way we want to run with tempo and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit like football. I'm going to compare across sports That's again. It's, it's a little bit like football, right? It's, like, it's not like Nebraska can just dive into the portal in football and say, we're going to get that guy because we know he's going to fit. And it's the same with basketball. It's just kind of slim pickings right now because of that May 1 deadline where guys had to get in or get out. And, it, and because, again, two of their top options – off the table right now. And it's not like they're scraping the bottle of the bottom of the barrel necessarily, but they're still looking for the right guy. And I don't think you just want to go get a guy to get a guy. You can go get Teddy Allen. You right? go get Teddy Allen out of the portal. Now, wouldn't that be something? Now, I think Teddy's going to go to the NBA. Yeah. I think that's the presumption. I don't know that Teddy would be returning. Okay, so you, you covered the basketball team for a while. Deshaun Burke, what did he average at his previous school? And then when he got to Nebraska, what, what, what changed there? Now, Miles was a different system. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. But. No, that's a, that's a good example. He was about a 17, 18-point-a-game guy. And it was at Robert Morris. So he's right. in a, he's in a, a lower, low major league. And he was a, he was a good athlete, a, a good player. What did that mean in the Big Ten? Well, it meant, meant he'd score you about 10 a game, and he might occasionally get you 16 to 18. Now, he wasn't going to do that every night. So I think that's maybe what you're kind of looking at if you're in Nebraska right now. You're not going to find a guy that's going to come in and be Teddy Allen. And or Teran Petaway. Or Teran Petaway, yeah, or James Palmer Jr. And Teran didn't score at all at Texas State. Yeah, Because exactly. he was basically instructed to run to a corner and wait. Yeah, exactly. When he got to Nebraska, it was a whole different player, yeah. so it was Palmer. Yeah. So, like, in theory, Nebraska's had experiences where some of the guys they bring in actually get way better, mm-hmm. and then you have a Burke. Who, who wasn't, you know, was just a complimentary. Kind of the same guy, and it's he was good in that league. He was okay in the Big Ten. It's not right. like he got a ton better. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the, the, the balance you have to walk to. The person you find, if you find a guy, is he going to take a big jump, or is he going to go from averaging 12 points a game to eight right. you know, or something like that? I think that's kind of the line you have to walk, and that's what makes it so interesting, especially in such a, a huge year for Fred. Or is it going to be like Verge, who, yeah. who statistically got better, yeah. but I don't know, helped the team. Yeah, like he did and he didn't, 
and Banton left, and Banton yeah. got you know Banton was a certain kind of player, and then Verge came in, and he statistically he put up nice numbers, and he had some big games, yeah. but the the, Such the a chemistry piece was yeah. was, Such, was not always it was, there. It was so bizarre because you got to the end of the year and you looked at his stats, and he shot forty seven percent from the field. Pretty good from three, led the Big Ten in assists. And what did we, we sat there and watched him all year going, God, he's killing him half the time. I know. And you look at the that numbers, and it wasn't the case. So, yeah, right. it, was, it was just bizarre. So, there, again, that's another part of this, too. Like, are you going to find another Alonzo Verge out there? It's, and I go back to just how critical it is for Fred Hoiberg to get this right. We all yeah. know the situation. And it's the same as, again, as football with Scott Frost. They, they have to meet these agreed-upon metrics that, that we've heard so much about. And that's why I say you can't just go get a guy to get a guy. You have to make sure he's going to fit. Yes, he's got to help you on the court, but it's got to be better in the locker room, too. The, 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 the distinction I would say, make between Hoiberg and Frost is I think there is a sense that if it doesn't, football must get right. Yeah, like absolutely. Under all costs. Yeah. There's this part of me that says with basketball, they're not going to give up the payout farm for a program that's only going to help Nebraska's profile so much. Like yeah. Football, if that doesn't go well, we see what happens in Nebraska's athletic department. If Nebraska basketball struggles for another year, and maybe so, let's say they go 13 and 16, yeah. or whatever they go, oh, we, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 a hard, it's a hard discussion. Yeah. We'll finish with baseball. In some ways, they're the most disappointing team of the three. Yeah. And when you look at the three teams, um, Nebraska baseball didn't have the kind of schedule the football team had. Uh, they they were really successful last year, unlike the basketball team. And yet here they are at 19 and 27. Mm -hmm. Another reliever just left uh, the program or was kicked out. Essentially, yeah. he was kicked off the team by Will Bolt. Something went wrong with that team this year, and it wasn't just that guys got hurt. Yes, a couple guys got hurt, but but what? But what didn't quite stick as they go into a weekend series with Illinois? It I guess they got to win out to make the Big Ten tournament. Basically, you, you'd have to think. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's not just what happened on the field. It's not injuries. It's not the offense didn't produce enough. It's not the pitching. Pitching's been okay. That's probably the best part of the team, yeah. oddly enough, with all the injuries and the defections they've had. But, yeah, it's, it's clear that something isn't right there. And, and whether that's something in the locker room, you know, whether that's something where – some of the guys they maybe recruited just don't, didn't quite fit, didn't yeah. quite pan out like they thought they would. They're playing some young guys, yes, but you're, you've also played 45 games at this point. Like you can't use that excuse. So it's it, it reminds me so much of the 2017 and 2018 seasons because they won the Big Ten in 2017. They did. And then they came back in 2018 and they crashed down to earth again. It wasn't quite to the extent that this team has And prolonged done. Darren Erstad's yeah, his misery. Stay with the program one extra year because <laughs> he didn't year. want to leave it on a bad note. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, of course, they rebounded the next year and they made the regional and all that. But, yeah, it's, it's with, with stuff like that, it, it, I think it's just it's so complicated, right? It's, it's not just they haven't hit. It's not just that they've had pitchers get hurt. And it's not just that it was maybe something behind the scenes. But I think that plays maybe a bigger role than Will Bolt would probably let on. You know, I think Will Bolt, and it's pretty obvious he's a pretty he's a huge culture guy and mm -hmm. it's toughness and it's grit and it's all those things now have they had those things at times this year no they've lost games 21 to 4 19 to 1 you know stuff where we're looking in the record books going when that when the hell was the last time this happened right you know so that tells you there's probably something going on there behind the scenes maybe it's something that that gets talked about after the season who knows? But yeah, it, with something like this, it's it's generally more than one thing for sure. Nine JUCO recruits for next year also indicates that they know something's wrong. Now, yeah. usually when you go that heavy to JUCO, you're either starting a program, yeah. you're hitting a complete reset button, and you're like, we have to do this, or otherwise we won't field the team. Yeah. 
or what? What does nine JUCO recruits indicate to you about what they're trying to overhaul? Because those guys are brought into play. That's I mean, you. You nailed it. They, you don't recruit those guys to come sit on your bench. Like it's it's about fostering more competition. I think. And Will Bolt's kind of alluded to this earlier in the year. He says we don't have the the length in our lineup, the depth in our lineup, where we can just. You know, if a guy is struggling at the plate, we can just put him on the bench. We have to kind of ride some of those guys out. And, and he didn't mention any names, but you can look at the numbers and kind of figure out who he's talking about. You know, and it's been up and down the lineup. And you look at the JUCO guys they're bringing in, and it's all over the field. It's pitchers, it's infielders, it's outfielders. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not one Broad. spot where they're where they're recruiting all these guys. And you're bringing in seven, eight high school kids again. On top of this, you're bringing in 16 guys. You're gonna have you generally have 35 guys on a baseball roster. Yeah. So it tells you that. The, the depth needs to improve. They probably feel like they missed on some guys those first couple of years of recruiting. And you get that with the pandemic and not being able to maybe see guys as much and all those sorts of things. And, and stuff doesn't work out. So that's a big part of it. They, they need more depth. They need more length in that lineup. They just need guys that can come in and, and push some of these guys that are already here. Yeah, huge missed opportunity for Nebraska baseball this year because the league isn't as good as it's it was terrible. last year. Yeah. And, you know, Maryland clearly is a class team. But it's hard for me to believe that Rutgers is really that good. I think Rutgers is taking advantage of the length of the league stinks. Yeah. And Nebraska had a chance here. They didn't have to be great. Yeah. And they could have won 30 games, and they're way under. And uh, I suspect that it's going to it's going to be a little bit better next year and a little bit better than the year after that. There was a chance for Nebraska to really seize control of the Big Ten and kind of seize it for itself. They didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, and it's it's a missed opportunity. There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, and I, I keep agreeing with you on all this stuff, but it's true. I mean, that's they, it's it's I'm a right. What it, can, well, what can you say? Yeah, you're a genius. <laughs> no, it's, I mean it's a bad league. I think they're tenth in the RPI. Yeah. Like it's a bad league, and we we knew Nebraska was going to be down. You don't lose who they lost and just replace it and go win 35, 40 games. They had the impression they were going to win the league. They did. A and lot of people thought that. The coaches right? thought that. The coaches picked them to win the yeah. league. The Big Ten's coaches. Surprise. Will Bolt talked before the season, we're going to hit for more power. We, oh, we, I know. We, we're he athletic. talked kind of a big game. He kind of did. And we're going, okay, okay. That's <laughs> awesome if it works. <laughs> and, it, and it has. And I think getting off of the poor start really hamstrung them. Yeah. It, kind of, it kind of was a reality check, I think. And they just haven't recovered. And, now you have a missed opportunity on here. Yeah, of of the three coaches that you know we, we kind of talk about a lot, I would say Bolt talked the biggest. Yeah. Uh, Frost, I mean, at this point, Frost won't even promise you know, <laughs> a, a win against yeah. the worst team. Like yeah. he he's so shell shocked by some of the things I think that have happened that he's he's pretty humble about it. Like yeah. he hasn't talked about he hasn't talked big since he said Adrian Martinez was the next Patrick Mahomes back in 2019. <laughs> okay. And you know, with Fred, you know, you know Fred well yeah. enough to know he stays on. A, 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 a script. Yeah, he's level. So yep. tight yep. that you're not sure if he's coaching a 30-win team or a 3-win team. Yeah. That's just part of who he is. I'll be interested to see how things turn out for the basketball team this summer. They've got to try to figure out it, if you were to say, well, who is your 5 right now? I think maybe they feel pretty good about 4. Probably. I don't think they know who that fifth is. And, that's and the, that guy yeah. still has to be added well, to the, the team. That's the thing. He's probably not even on the team yet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and Unless he, it's Casey, and I don't know that that's your answer. Yeah, well, and we saw kind of his playing time, We saw, and we saw what happened to him. He kept backing up a little further from oh, the yeah. three-point line every yeah. game out. His team started guarding him. So, yeah, it's and, and base and basketball reminds, reminds me so much of baseball. They lose that opener to Western Illinois, mm-hmm. and I think they were so stunned by that and so shocked by that that I think it really set them back because I think they really did feel like they had a better team last year and they had better talent and you you blast Colorado in that exhibition game yep. and and you feel pretty good and then you get into that first game and you lose at home to Western Illinois and you go oh boy yeah. it's, we got problems and then the schedule got a little tougher. And Nebraska's history of bye games in the Miles good. and the Hoiberg era. Not good. 
it's not good. I, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think that that just kind of it's it kind of parallels I think with the baseball going down to Sam Houston losing three out of four, and it, you kind of went whoa. We're maybe not quite as good as we thought, and then the schedule got a little tougher, and you, yeah. you go lose a couple, that you go get swept by TCU, and all of a sudden you're in a hole, and, yeah. and it's just tough to get out of that once, once you get down into it. Agreed, agreed. All right, that is this week's showdown for Chris Bazinet. I'm Sam McEwen. The Nebraska softball team up three to one in the bottom of the six. Uh, maybe they can close that one out. Thanks for watching, and subscribe to HuskerExtra.com. Thanks, Husker fans. <laughs>